0: This
1: is Whiffer Karen, and I love listening to Will Write for Wine.
2: This is Whiffer Mac, and you are listening to Will Write for
1: Wine.
3: Hello, this is Whiffer Kim from Colorado, and you are listening to Will
0: Write for Wine. Yay!
1: Hi, this is Whiffer Lily, and I'm listening to Will Write for Wine.
0: This is Whiffer Dawn, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine. Hello, this is Whiffer Melissa, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine.
3: This is Whiffer Wayne, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine.
1: This is Whiffer Ambroise, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine.
3: Hi, this is Knocked Up Whiffer Susan, and you're listening to Will Write for Wine.
1: Cheers. Hi, this is Whiffer Renee, and you've made the excellent choice of listening to my girls, Sam and Lonnie. On Will Write
0: for Wine. Hi, this is Whiffer Pimp, my mixer Pam, and you are listening to Will Write for Wine. Take it away, girls. Thank, Thank you, Whiffers. Whiffers. Welcome to
3: Will Write for Wine, a podcast about wine writing and song,
2: but mostly wine and writing.
3: Yes, this is Lonnie Diane Rich, and this is Samantha Graves. And tonight's show is the first of our last set of shows, all requests from the Whiffers. Mm-hmm. And uh, the first most requested show is balance
2: right life's complicated we've got kids and jobs and families and podcasts right and uh, we need to write enough but we don't want to pe- spend too much time writing either so uh this one's about how to keep one area of your life from eating up the other
3: right and we promised tonight no fighting oh wait no wait that was that promise was
2: on the last show oh yeah <laughs> this show who knows <laughs> <laughs> and that's all later in the podcast. Wine comes first, Alani, what are you drinking tonight?
3: Well, tonight my wine is a two thousand six Las Almas Chardonnay from Casablanca Valley in Chile. I mm. love Chilean wine. Love, love, love Chilean wine. Have not had a bad one yet. Mm-hmm. Um, from my wine street. And uh, the wine notes on it after a lot of blah 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 about the Casablanca Valley and how mm-hmm. like, it's cold mm-hmm. at night, but they didn't think they'd be able to do grapes there because it got so cold and like I, I had a whole PhD on the Casablanca Valley. And then this little bit about what the wine actually tastes like, which is uh, aromas of mango, lemon, and even a touch of banana, as well as a smooth mouthfeel and a clean finish.
2: Okay, that's our first banana.
3: <laughs> it is, is it not? It our is
2: absolutely our first ever our banana, first banana wine.
3: And I'll tell you right now, let me let me go ahead and taste it, and let's just see if okay. I taste any banana, right? Uh, okay. This is very exciting, the sound of somebody <laughs> drinking on audio. It's brilliant, it's genius. I wonder why we haven't been picked up by a major radio network. Okay. Mm.
1: Banana. It
2: tastes like wine. I don't know. <laughs> I
3: think I'd be a terrible wine writer because we be like, you know what? Tastes like wine. <laughs> you know. But anyway, uh, you know, it's got kind of a slightly exotic taste to it. I don't know Mm -hmm. if I would necessarily qualify it as probably a little more mango, maybe not banana. But it does kind of have that slightly kind of tropical fruity taste to it. Oh, okay. Um, For somebody who has apparently absolutely no palate, (laughs) because I didn't taste the saddle leather either. But, um, you know, it's actually, it's really good. It's not um, oaky at all. So I think that people, Ah. at least, I don't, I don't notice oak really it doesn't have mm-hmm. a strong oak taste to it okay so I think people that don't like the oaky stuff that much it's um it's dry but it's not too dry it's not like mouth puckering dry so it's right it's really kind of nice in that so nice I would little like it. mid-range I think you would I think yeah. you would okay. um and uh, I'm gonna give it a four and a half stars because or four and a half stars really? I always give it stars you know what we don't do stars We do glasses <laughs> yeah three, three shows from the end you think I'd finally be able to figure <laughs> that out on the final show I'll be like hey glasses bye <laughs> finally get it right so um what are you drinking
2: well, tonight I am having a 2006 Kendall Jackson Pinot Noir from California. Okay. Wine notes from the bottle. Okay. Our Pinot Noir delivers you sound
3: annoyed already. You haven't even started. <laughs> I
2: know. I like, know. I am annoyed. Alright, wait, wait till you hear this. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Our Pinot Noir delivers black cherry fruit with velvet tannins found in hillside grapes along the north coast. Mm-hmm. Raspberry notes from the Monterey region that intertwine with plum and spice from the benchland vineyards in the Santa Barbara on the Santa Barbara coast. Okay, so already <laughs> I feel like I'm at there's going to be a geography quiz at the (laughs) end of the notes you know the amazing magical traveling bottle of wine yes Yes. uh (laughs) the wine has aged in a mix of new and older french and oak barrels uh french and american oak barrels that impart a hint of cola vanilla and cedar aromas okay number one i didn't know you could get cola out of oak barrels who knew Right, exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, and it, it, it's—I have no idea what this wine tastes like.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. You know what? I'll bet ten to one when you take a sip, it's going to taste like wine. Yes,
2: and the font on the bottle is like a point three. Oh no. Now, who do you think buys wine?
3: <laughs> right. old the people young with kids disposable with
2: income. <laughs> yeah, that's who. Old people no, with disposable income. Old people. people. <laughs>
3: Get on the internet and do podcasts about it. I don't know what these young kids think they're talking about with saddle leather and the three-point font. (laughs)
2: Yeah. <laughs> how come exactly. they don't have
3: the large print bottles? I don't know. Like, you know how they've got large print books for people
2: like us? I mean, I'm serious. This mm-hmm. isn't even like a quarter of an I mean, it is like oh, an eighth the, of an inch print. The print
3: on those are always horrible. I don't they know really what they are. were thinking.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyway, and I figured I'd try a Kendall Jackson because um, somebody mentioned it on the forums. huh. So mm-hmm. I saw it in the store. I'm like, oh, good. Kendall Jackson. I'll give it a shot. Right. Mm-hmm. It's 13.5 percent alcohol and $19.99 a bottle. So, Kendall Ooh. Jackson, not cheap. Not, not cheap. cheap at all. Mm-hmm. But it is good. <laughs> oh, good. Well, you despite, know, despite the important part. Mm-hmm. I know. Despite the, I, I don't know what the heck kind of, uh, I don't know what they were thinking. I mean, mm. there's a whole, that was the short paragraph. There's <laughs> another well, paragraph no that they says, they needed
3: the tiny yeah, font. They're all that talking. tells you
2: the timber is hands split in in our middle and what? What? oh for what? goodness for? sakes Who yeah the staves Nobody. are dried Nobody. for two to three years do i know what staves are do i care no, no. what does the wine taste like
3: i know <sighs> anyway and then when they tell us it tastes like mango and bananas we make fun of them basically they yeah. cannot win they cannot it tastes win like wine yes. okay after yeah. a year and a half of this right. i'll tell you that much Mine. all right well that's very cool you know what i so, realized uh, though what when you were uh, doing that, is that <laughs> I forgot to do my uh, alcohol percentage. Oh, so okay. let's see. What do we got here? Let me see. I've got my little, because um, it's so warm and humid, uh-huh. and the bottles keep sweating. So <laughs> I got my little, it is soaked, my little uh, um, wine You're cozy. you cozy? Ooh, 14% alcohol.
0: Oh, And
3: I don't remember how much it was It's on my wine stretch <laughs> I bought okay. it off of my wine stretch and I don't remember I'm not okay. being uh, delicate because it was a gift Because it wasn't, it was a gift from me to me <laughs> And uh, I have no idea, but you know what, it's yummy So I don't care, as long Good. as I'm holding the bottle I'm just going to pour a little bit more you bring <laughs> us into the break
2: well, I think I'm going to give mine a four and a half. Oh, good! It's an excellent mm-hmm. Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes with Pinots you get that that weird aftertaste, that kind of bite yeah, that you get yeah. right in the back of your throat right mm-hmm. after you have a sip. This mm-hmm. is smooth, oh, good. and it's very, very good. So, oh, yeah, good. I'm going to give it a high four and a half.
3: A high four and a half, as opposed to almost a low four, and four
2: and and three fourths
3: oh my goodness Have you, you've given five stars before haven't you I think you did once and I made fun of you once this doesn't matter what yeah. you do you just can't win with me I'm I a horrible, horrible person <laughs> why do you spend time with me I have a no idea
2: because you drink wine with me <laughs> <laughs> oh
3: that's good to read as any I'll take it <laughs>
2: All right. Well, now we've gotten that taken care of. It's time for our <laughs> weekly PSA. <laughs> Keep y'all safe for people like us. <laughs> we'll be right back.
0: <laughs> Hello. This is Whiffer Pimp, my mixer Pam. We here at Write for Wine understand both the creative nature of people and the tempting yet tasty tannins of your favorite grape. So to underscore the need for drinking responsibly, there are a few examples of what inappropriate drinking is responsible for. New Coke, Millie Vanilli, Lefsa, Chewing Tobacco, Women's Fashions with Writing on the Ass, and Oprah's Book Club. However, a lovely Merlot or Chardonnay can be a very good thing. A glass of wine happens to be behind Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Hawaii, Variegated Yarn, Manicures, Peanut Butter and Chocolate, Michael Bublet, and most importantly, Lonnie and Sam at write for Wine. So the next time you're enjoying a satisfying glass of wine, remember the consequences. We'll be glad you did.
2: Welcome back, I'm Samantha Graves, and I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is Will Write for Wine. Yay! Yay! Our question this week is from Pimp, my mixer ham on the Forums Who Writes! <laughs> <laughs> for Sam, do you feel these improv nights help you to be more of a pantser, less of a plotter? And for Lonnie, do you feel that the improv nights are easier for you because you are such a pantser? You know what, I have to say
3: that is an interesting question and you know the more we work together, the more I think we're both kind of half and half you know <laughs> pants or and plotter For me, I don't know that they're necessarily easier because Sam seems to be right there with me I mean you know it, brainstorming is the same process you know no matter what you are you're just right. throwing spaghetti on the wall to see what sticks mm-hmm. so I'm not sure it matters in that phase of the writing I think if we were writing it together you know that's when the whole pants or plotter thing would come in more and she would oh yeah want to kill me um, <laughs> <laughs> Although, in my experience, when collaborating, y- you basically have no choice. I mean, you have to plot intricately, yes. and, you know, because uh, people are depending on you to be at a certain place when they need to be there with their characters or whatever. So, mm-hmm. um, like, Dogs and Goddesses was plotted to within an inch of its life. I mean, we knew exactly everything we were going to write before we wrote it. And mm-hmm. um, so, so that was kind of – it's a different experience when you collaborate. Yeah. But anyway, to answer the actual question – Which, again, I probably didn't do effectively Um, I don't think it's easier for me, actually But, you know, actually, you you would kind of have to answer that
2: Well, actually, Mm -hmm. I I think you're right Um, You know, when I brainstorm Anything goes Mm -hmm. So I'm not too worried about a solid plot Mm -hmm. because it's brainstorming. So it's a whole different mindset. Yeah, it really
3: is. Mm -hmm. Yes.
2: I mean, you don't throw any... Everything is is possible or Mm -hmm. plausible.
3: Mm -hmm.
2: So it doesn't make me less of a plotter because there's a time and a place for plotting, which is later. Right. Mm -hmm. But when we do the improvs, it's, it's easier because you don't have to worry about those details. Right, you don't have you to, have, to them into a book. Yeah, you don't. Mm-hmm. You just think about the story, the basics, the characters, the GMC, mm-hmm. you know. And then the details come, uh, you know, later on in the plotting stage. Right, right.
3: All yeah. right, well, thanks for the
2: question, Pimp. <laughs> to get your question on
3: the show, email <laughs> us. I'm just going to start calling her Pimp from <laughs> now on. And then I just really want to be somewhere with her, like in person someday, mm-hmm. so I can introduce her to somebody and just say, this is my friend, Pimp. <laughs> I really want to do that. So uh, next year, DC Nationals, Pam, yes. you going. We will be there. <laughs> because I just, I will drag her around until we find somebody she doesn't yes. know, just so I can
2: introduce her. And we're telling um, everybody right now, Lonnie and I will both be a Nationals next year. We're both going so. to Nationals in yes. D.C.
3: next year, DC. so we can have a whiffer party next year. Yes. Well, whiffer party with us. <laughs> Y'all can have a yep. whiffer party whatever you want with us. <laughs> um, all right, so to get your question on the show, email us at feedback at willwriteforwine.com or leave them on the forums or send us an MP3 and you can hear your voice on the show, mm-hmm. which we were supposed to do this week because we got an mp3 a couple weeks ago which we love yes, and yes. Uh, but sam uh, was really busy and so she's like hey can you do the script this week and i was like oh yeah dude totally i could do the <laughs> script this week and i screwed it up so who who is it who sent us the mp3 i can't remember, remember? It's whoever those. it is we yes. do love you and we thank do. you for sending it I'm just a loser. It's completely well, my fault. Well, so. and
2: it's my fault, too, because I didn't I, I didn't look carefully at the script either. I was just <laughs> kind of like, I had a crazy, crazy week. It's been crazy.
3: So, so it's it's really not your fault. It's, it's
2: yes. really mine. But you know uh, what? It's from That's Gretchen. Okay.
3: That's, oh, Gretchen. Gretchen, yes. we love you. Thank you for sending yes. it. Thank we will, you, Gretchen. We, hear we promise. We will lovely voice next week. We promise. Yes. We promise. We promise. Promise. Because Sam's in charge, and she's really good at not <laughs> screwing that stuff up. So anyway, moving on to things <laughs> I haven't screwed up yet. Um... <laughs> Speaking of voices, we hear on the show.
2: This week in the forums. Thanks, Mac.
3: This week on the forums, the hot topics were another underage whiffer. Welcome, Tink. Mm -hmm. Uh, Baby Lonnie now with ferrets, which is disturbing (laughs) on so many different levels. I can't even begin to... That a baby was named after me, first of all, is a little bit disturbing. That she has to yeah. be photographed with ferrets, and I am forever associated with ferrets, um, <laughs> is a little bit disturbing. Especially because the whole Cassie Edwards, like, black-footed ferret thing, and that's a whole other, like, romance novelist and ferrets don't go together. They just don't. So anyway, um, <laughs> I'm done with that. Love the baby, Lilani. All right, uh, uh-huh. Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Mm. Hey, Karen, Alana, that one is uh, about cute little stuffed uh, germs. Which, which is, is
2: absolutely disgusting. No, it makes shoes. me just. They're what? all fluffy. The oh. fluffy, <laughs> little
3: <laughs> And uh, favorite lines from the shows. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and we uh, actually okay. had
2: a lot more than I thought we did.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: I was really amazed. So I did start a thread on the forums for favor, or somebody did. Somebody mm-hmm. did. I yes. contributed. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So there's <laughs> one out there. If you want to contribute lines to it, that'd be great. Right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep. We have 164 members to date. So go, all you guys. Mm-hmm. And uh, welcome to our new furs, including the wonderful Laura Fitzgerald. I
3: know. I'm yes. so excited about that. Everybody knows Laura's been a friend of mine for like 10, 12, 15. I don't know enough years. That I don't count them anymore. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and she just <laughs> pops in and like makes a comment on somebody's as though she's not like Laura freaking Fitzgerald. Like. You Go in there and introduce yourself. I know. That's what I
2: posted. I'm like, Laura, if this is you, get your butt over to the intro thread (laughs) and introduce yourself. So everybody can say hi.
3: (laughs) I know. Well, Laura's awesome. And she's really hard at work on a book right now. So I'm just just glad that she found us. And I'm so excited Mm -hmm. to have her as part of the community. So Yay. yay. All right. And now it's time to take a short break. And we will be right back.
2: Museum curator Jillian Talbot has a psychic gift that lets her see into the past, but she never expects it can make her a target to find a priceless treasure. To stay alive, Jillian must seek the help of a cynical Tomb Raider, but is he worthy of her trust? Simon Bonner wants out of the looting game. Instead, he finds himself tangled up in a deadly mystery and a woman who still believes in doing the right thing. As Jillian and Simon track the mystery deep into Mexico, their desire to stay alive and growing passion for each other makes every move a dance with danger. Out of Time by Samantha Graves. Available August 2008.
3: Thanks for coming back with us. I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And I'm Samantha
2: Graves. And this is We'll Write for Wine. Yay! And tonight we're going to discuss balancing your life with your writing. Right. Kids, jobs, family,
3: the UPS guy, Dr. Horrible. Unless you live by yourself in a hermit shack on the edge of town, you've got something <laughs> demanding your time and attention. And these are all the reasons you haven't touched your whip in months. Yeah. A whip. Yeah. When we say whip, whip, did we discuss what a whip is? No. Work in progress? Yes. Yeah. We call it a whip. <laughs> so we're not talking about where it's like, oh my God, I thought this was all well right right for why. Now it's some weird sadomasochism show. I don't know. Your whip. Whip is the work in
2: progress. In <laughs> you haven't touched your whip in months. haven't touched your whip in months. Oh, <laughs> Forget man. Forget the dog collar. Oh, boy. All right. We're here all week, folks. Tip your waitresses (laughs) (laughs) And then there's the reverse. The plants Mm -hmm. are dying. Your kids are eating cereal for dinner every night. Your husband comes Mm -hmm. home from work and you call him by a hero's name. (laughs) All (laughs) signs that you're a little too far on the other side. So how do you keep the balance?
3: Well... How you keep the balance depends a lot on what specifically is your problem, Mm -hmm. and then you have to figure out why you have the problem, (laughs) so let's go ahead and break it down and start with the first situation. Too much life, not enough writing. Yeah,
2: there are a couple of reasons why this happens, so let's hit them one by one. Uh, The first one is avoiding the whip the work Now, process. every time you say that, I know what
3: you're going to be visualizing. <laughs> okay. Also, <laughs> we need
2: sound effects.
3: <laughs> I know. We need, like, porn music in the background. Wait, were we just talking about how we have underage whiffers? Like, welcome, underage whiffers. Now talk about your whip. Okay this is already degenerating Uh, we're only at the beginning of the C block and it's
2: already going bad (laughs) apologies to sadomasochists I I feel like it's the lame podcast you know the lame duck podcast (laughs) because we're kind of getting we don't care what are we we going to do we're never going to see these people again we will we'll see them in the forums don't say that they freak out I know I know no no we will be on the forums yes yes
3: I just don't want anybody's parents emailing me being like, I listen to your podcast. It's not appropriate for my daughter. (laughs) She is only
2: 16. Sorry, Mom. All right, go ahead. All right, let's try that again. Mm -hmm. Avoiding the whip, also known (laughs) as procrastinating. Sometimes Mm -hmm. writing is like a chore. You just don't want to.
3: You know what? I was as long as we're like breaking all the boundaries. <laughs> I wrote that. I wrote <laughs> that part of the script, and it w- it killed me just <laughs> me like to not say. Sometimes writing is like sex. You just don't. <laughs> <laughs> and now with all the whip associations, it's just. It's just already degenerated. I had to. I had to add that in that Damn. little bit of behind the scenes uh, torture uh. for me, and then I, I chose the high road, and
2: now have just completely obliterated oh, it. Oh yeah, so. and I think we're gonna have to change the title of the podcast too. I know. Balance just sounds <laughs> absolutely boring, and it I has know. nothing to do with what's really going have to on. College. All right. Okay. Whips and chains. Whips and yeah, chains. Okay. Yes. <laughs> All so. right. Go ahead sorry you just I will don't not interrupt you back again. back to you you just don't want to. you're in the second act it's dragging the very idea of spackling up that massive plot hole you've <laughs> got in the bar scene makes <laughs> you willing to do anything for anyone as long as it means you don't have to look at the stupid book <laughs>
3: yeah <laughs> this is when you find yourself doing things like I don't know scrubbing sinks out with toothbrushes oh yeah you know, clearing cobwebs from corners in the basement oh yeah you my know, house is stuff like that. spotless
2: when I'm doing that yeah
3: yeah, mine, mine is never spotless. <laughs> I find other things to do. I play World of Warcraft or something <laughs> equally loserly. Yes, I play World of Warcraft. I'll admit it. All right, whatever. Um, <laughs> when you're doing household chores, you usually procrastinate on it. in order mm-hmm. to put off dealing with the books, then you know you're in prime avoidance oh, mode. Yeah. So uh, the best fix for this, for me anyway, mm-hmm. is to get out of the house with your laptop or your favorite pen and paper method, just whatever you write with, and go to your favorite cafe, you know, mm-hmm. without internet access, uh-huh. or you just end up researching the best toothbrushes for sink scrubbing. <laughs> uh, give yourself one or two hours to write and just write. Don't worry if it's good. Don't worry if it fixes your problem. doesn't have to be a certain amount of words. All you have to do is sit there for two hours and try, mm-hmm. you know. Um, the worst part is, you know, kind of holding your nose and diving in. But once you're in, you know, you see the water's usually not that bad. Mm-hmm.
2: Now, for me, I need fodder. When I'm in uh-huh. this mode, when I procrastinate, it's because mm-hmm. something is not right with the book or right. I don't mm-hmm. have enough information to move mm-hmm. forward. Right. So, I need mm-hmm. to figure that out. And so mm-hmm. what I do is research. Yes. Mm-hmm. I might do research about the book setting, about the location, the hero or our heroine's occupations, mm-hmm. anything related to the scene or the, the area in the book that I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. And I always seem to find the answer to my problems in those details because I'm mm-hmm. all about the details, you know? <laughs> right. So 99% mm-hmm. of the time, this works for me. Actually, you know what? That's a really good
3: <laughs> thing to do, too. Basically, I think anything that's, that puts you in the world of the book. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. So, basically, I mean, these are the things that work for us. Right. Find something that you can do that will put you in the world of the book that is not and um, th- that's not going to intimidate you. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's like, oh, I'll write 50 words. If I can just write 50 words and get in the zone. And then I get in the zone I start writing in. That's good. Right. You know, for you, it's like I just you know do a little research and you don't have to write. You don't have yes. to do anything. You have to take in. Right. So it's like you're taking in information. You don't have to create anything. And so you don't have that kind of pressure on you. Mm-hmm. So I think that something that takes the pressure off but still keeps you in the world of the book, I think yes. that that's, that's what will work. Yep. So there we go. All cool. right. Well, hey, just had a little thing there. <laughs> um, okay. Right now. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> right. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote the script too. That's <laughs> funny. Okay, uh, <laughs> that's now that's an easy fix because <laughs> it's all about you and your choices. Yeah. Um, but next, we're going to deal with something a little more complicated: the family. Uh. Mm. There are a few reasons why your family responsibilities will interfere with your writing, and they're all really complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one is when you feel too selfish for taking time to write, especially when it's not actively bringing in money That's or, you know, getting you know, like nibbles or whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, all it does is make you happy. And what is the value of that, I ask? <laughs> you know, um, to other people, the people that love you, it's a lot. But to yourself, you think, yeah, you know, and as parents, yeah. we tend to put our personal happiness l- last. For those of us who are parents. For those right. of us who aren't, you know, there's usually, there's other people in your life. There's a boyfriend like a happy, girlfriend or a wife, husband, of, yeah. you know, parents, whatever. There's always people that you're taking care of, mm-hmm. so mm-hmm.
2: absolutely. So, let's start with the selfishness thing. Right. Now, you'll know this is your problem if you find yourself thinking about your book all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. You're really
2: excited about it, you can't wait to get to it, but you've got a million things to do first, most mm-hmm. of which make other people happy. We're not right. talking about feeding your kids or spending quality time with your husband. Those are things that, that you kind of have to do, you know, if right. you want, actually <laughs> you want. Have to actually <laughs> Kids, you definitely got to feed the kids, is all <laughs> I'm saying, you know? <laughs> Quality time with the husband, eh. eh.
1: You take it, you leave it. Yeah, you know? yeah.
2: yeah <laughs> I see him as he goes riding his more past my window. <laughs> um, what we're talking about is running your kids to 18 different activities that they don't really need, right. including, mm-hmm. you know, mall time with their friends twice a week or, you know, mm-hmm. <sighs> all the crazy things that parents do for their kids.
3: Right, which, which you don't have to. Big I mean, time suck. yeah. And, and, th- and that's about balance, too. It like, is. you know, if, if your yes. kids are taking up like 80% of your week, there's nothing wrong with taking your kid to horseback mm-hmm. riding lessons. I mean, if that makes them happy, that makes them happy. You know, you give your kids a couple of activities. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so we're talking about it being beyond your comprehension Yeah. that you wouldn't have a hot meal waiting for your spouse when he or she comes home at night, or, you know, being unable to write when they're home because they want you spending all your time with them and waiting on them, mm. you know, which sometimes is the case. Not yeah. in my particular instance because I set that <laughs> expectation very low in the beginning <laughs> of the marriage. It's like, I don't cook. I don't clean. Deal with it. Um, but then, you know, you can't write during the day because you're driving the kids to the mall, the public pool, and you're, and, you know, volunteering at the homeless shelter, whatever it is that you do. Yeah. And, you know, sometime in there, you need to get laundry
2: and shopping and dishes done. Right. Right. Um, This isn't about taking, this isn't even taken into account if you have a day job too, which means squeezing mm -hmm. all of that stuff into even fewer hours. Mm -hmm. The point is when you find yourself making sure that everyone else is absolutely, you know, has everything they need and they're Mm -hmm. absolutely happy um, while your, your whip that you're all Mm -hmm. excited about languishes, then you need to reprioritize. Exactly. Uh, You need to
3: separate what absolutely needs to be done, Mm -hmm. like, you know, paying bills and, you know, feeding children that can't feed themselves, (laughs) you know. Right. (laughs) They can't hunt and peck. (laughs) My kid made toast for herself three times today. That's all she wanted all day was toast. I was like, all right, fine. Anyway, um... So where was I? Oh, you need to know what needs to be done, <laughs> with what other people want. This is <laughs> what happens when I go off script. I'm like, blah, 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 blah. I have no idea. Uh, your day job is necessary unless your spouse makes enough for both of you, and that's pretty rare, mm-hmm. especially in today's economy, which we're not going to discuss. Yeah. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, everything else is negotiable. I mean, we're not saying that the kids can't take violin, horseback riding, go to the mall with their friends occasionally. Mm-hmm. You know, we're saying that they don't have to do all of that every minute of the day, and you don't always have
2: to be the one to schlep them around. Right. Now, I, I remember as a child that I mm-hmm. didn't do any of those. It, right. I was mm-hmm. never even offered any of those options. <laughs> right. You know, so I don't know uh-huh. what happened, but, you know. Between just, then and now? Yeah, yeah. Well, so I, think, I have some yeah. theories, but I'm not uh, going I think go the, into experts it. And, and, the experts stepped in. The experts stepped in. Destroyed and an was- entire Generation of children, yeah, so both mothers and, and, and parents, children. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, so, um, what you can do though is share rides with friends whose kids are doing the same thing yours are. Now, mm-hmm. if your kids are growing up in one school district, then you know every child and every child's parents by the time you're in sixth grade because you all go to the same parties, <laughs> right. you all mm-hmm. go to the same events, da da da, you know. Mm-hmm. So, try to see if you can share rides. Mm-hmm. Um, you can split up kid duties with your spouse or tell your kids to make choices about which activities they really want to do. Mm-hmm. You can tell them, look, you can, ha- you can do two things no more than two nights a week right. or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, they mm-hmm. also have homework and kids are kids. Exactly. They need downtime and all that good they stuff. They do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Teenagers should be able to do their own laundry. And yes. yours. Mm-hmm. Uh spouses. Yes, exactly. Yeah, spouses mm-hmm. can cook dinner. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and, and these are things you don't need to ask. You just need to tell them. This is the way right. it's going to be. You mm-hmm. know? Um you can hire a cleaning crew to do your house every week or two. You can run mm-hmm. errands during your lunch hour at work. You can combine mm-hmm. family haircut and dentist appointments and stuff like mm-hmm. that, do your banking online, whatever. You can find to make your your life simpler, and this isn't just for writing. This is mm-hmm. balanced throughout your whole life. Exactly, I mean, in everything so you in can have life. an hour to just
3: sit in the garden. You
2: know, what I mean, yeah. you work so hard
3: for your house and you don't enjoy it. Right, you know, what I mean, you right. need to you need to just take a breath in life. Mm-hmm. And because you know, th- because there's so much technology that makes it, you know, you can get a phone call at any time, any yeah. hour of the doesn't day. It and mean that can, doesn't mean that you should. Doesn't mean that you should. Because you can get online and do all your emailing for work at Mm -hmm. midnight, you know, um, doesn't mean that you should. Just try to separate all that out. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, all the little things really do add up. I mean, now it's time to have a family meeting tell um, everyone how much time you need a week you need for your writing mm-hmm. and everyone can figure out what they can do to take the load off of you you just open it up to them and say okay mm-hmm. here's what I need opened up y'all figure out how you're going to do it for me you know and now we're going to get into some sticky territory which I'll handle because Sam's <laughs> really sweet she doesn't like to get all <laughs> controversial but anyway um, a few years back I was giving a talk and someone asked me this exact question, and that's pretty much <laughs> the exact answer I gave her. You know, it's a vacuum twice a week instead of every day. Mm. Like the kids, you know, cooker, yeah, know. vacuum
2: every i and can vacuum twice a week.
3: <laughs> oh, pumpkin. i am already made my choices. <laughs> no, I was I was talking to this woman who oh, like okay. was really, you know, this was for her specifically. Oh, okay. Like I, okay. my vacuum only when there's like <laughs> something really going on. You know, the vacuum comes out. But aside from that, I, mean, I got two kids who're like mm-hmm. elementary school. I mean, I I clean up and I turn around. And it's a that's again so I'm fine but uh, anyway so (laughs) where was I oh yeah let the kids cook a frozen pizza once in a while Mm -hmm. Uh, tell the husband he won't see you on Wednesday nights and he can fend for himself and she got really upset with me and she was like they won't listen they won't do it they'll argue they'll whine they'll cry and I said let them you know, then I told her what I'm about to tell you, which is that people treat you the way that you train them to treat you. If you've been doing everything for 10 years, and suddenly you expect them to do their own laundry, they're not likely to say, why, yes, dear, you betcha. You know, I mean, even if they're good spouses and good kids, you know, there might be some pushback. And that's when you just need to stick to your guns and realize that you, you know, you've helped set up this expectation by doing you know way more than you need to and now you know you need to step back understand that they're going to whine a little bit and let them do it you know let them whine you know get over this idea that selfless is good because it is not it's truck time meaning that if you were hit by a truck tomorrow they'd better be able to do for themselves what you do for them you know now when your kids are little this is a lot harder I mean there's stuff that you have to do for them absolutely Uh, but anything they can do for themselves make them do it for themselves as early as you possibly can hand to God it's the best thing you can do for them for two reasons one you'll be giving them the gift of self-reliance and that'll do more for their self-esteem than anything else and two you'll be showing them what it looks like when someone is not afraid to go after their green dreams and that is so important so end of rant where i tell you how to parent <laughs> your children because it's really rude i don't like to do that but um anyway, so sam <laughs> uh, apologies <laughs> to
2: parents everywhere <laughs> <laughs> It'll be the last show we do. Okay. Hey, you know what? Who cares? Run our way out. Let's talk uh, about the whips again. Yeah. You know what? I have to say that my kids do see me. You know, uh, mm-hmm. I, I decided I was going to be a writer. I decided I was going to sell a book. And I, I mm-hmm. did all those things. Yeah. And, and uh, they, uh, they actually did, you know, come true. But they saw me go through the, the struggle and that I right. didn't give up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's absolutely important it's so for your important. children mm-hmm. to see at, because they don't see you at work right your and kids also, don't you know, know what you do for a living they do not right. understand mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. if they know that you get rejections and you keep going they know that things bad things happen yeah. and you keep going mm-hmm. i mean that is really showing them something important and so. that's you
3: know and uh, i don't know i mean with kids i had a point and i can't remember now. <laughs> it's like two seconds ago there was a <laughs> oh, point in my head Mm -hmm. that was really good oh not your fault it was Mm -hmm. two seconds it's just me being middle-aged with my brain okay well I'll keep talking and maybe you'll
2: remember okay and (laughs) actually (laughs) my kids are teenagers now they weren't (laughs) when I started writing and but um, and they have a lot more responsibilities uh, especially since I'm working to pay for their college education right don't think Mm -hmm. that doesn't come up every day (laughs) (laughs) but also someday soon they will be on their own and they will need the skills they're learning now like laundry, mm-hmm. dishes, trash, yard work, etc., mm-hmm. and someday far into the future, they will thank me for that, <laughs> right? Yeah, so we'll, we'll keep holding on to that. That they will thank us, yeah, uh, someday. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, we've oh, addressed okay. balancing life with writing. Now, what about balancing writing with life? Mm-hmm. Uh, what about when you're writing too much, you're too into the story, and you wake up one day wondering where the hell October went, and <laughs> you know, when? then is is when you need intervention of a different sort. Right.
3: So, and the thing is, I mean, the same way it's harder to find time to write when you've got a day job, it's harder to stop writing when writing is your day Mm -hmm. job. And when you've got a deadline and Christmas depends on you getting your manuscript delivered by October 1st, I mean, it's not something you're, you're doing yourself for yourself. I mean, it's something you're doing because your family needs, you know, to pay the mortgage and to, you know, do whatever. So that makes it really, really easy to put everything else aside and do nothing but write, which isn't exactly healthy either.
2: Right, right. Um, Our heads are always in the book anyway, Mm -hmm. but when you write full-time, it becomes your life, or Mm -hmm. it can become your life. I did Mm -hmm. this for about a year after my company was closed, Mm -hmm. and I remember days would pass before I realized that I hadn't left the house. Oh yeah, I hadn't put on makeup or done my hair, and the UPS man was beginning to drop off my stuff on the porch and run, <laughs> which is never any good. No, no, he, he needs to stop and talk. <laughs> I really? So I knew I had to get out of the house more. I mm-hmm. had to see other writers or just other normal people. Right. You know, mm-hmm. I, I had to make a conscious effort to take a break from the book. If you don't do this, you will become odd, not eccentric. <laughs> okay. So we're not talking about odd in a good. We're talking about odd in a bad way odd in a bad way right um
3: this problem has actually been my problem <laughs> for the past few years so i'm really appreciating the odd comment right now um <laughs> i started writing professionally in 2003 and in five years i have written 10 books nine of which have been or are in the process of being published um you know on on the one side you know i've held a few or on the side i've <laughs> i can't even read my own script tonight what is wrong with me on the side I've held a few part-time jobs, including, like, writing press releases, writing back cover copy, you know, for books, and teaching the occasional college course. I mm. mean, all while raising two small kids and trying to have some kind of relationship with my husband. <laughs> oh, and then there was the blog, LiteraryChicks.com, and oh, for yeah. the past 16 months, the podcast. Mm. I mean, I can't even tell you the stuff that has fallen by the wayside. Uh, big, important stuff. I didn't see a doctor for two years, mm. <laughs> and although I'm back on the wagon now, don't worry. You know, my point is that it's really easy to bury yourself in the work, but that doesn't make make it healthy
2: right plus the work is going to suffer because you aren't feeding your muse right if all Mm -hmm. you do is huddle up in your office writing you never get to have the experiences that will spawn new story ideas Mm -hmm. Um, your brain will get stale and creating great stories takes a lot more out of you and it it, it can make you so exhausted that every word becomes a huge struggle you you Mm -hmm. have to get off the cow path
3: yeah, I mean, trust me, I can vouch for that. <laughs> I had a couple of books there, and what I am now referring to as The Dark Years. <laughs> 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 that really almost killed me. Mm. Um, I mean, looking back now, I still like the books, you know, but the experience of writing them was just so unbelievably painful. Mm. Um, finally, last year, I hit a wall and I decided that I had to stop. After I handed in my last book in November, I, I went off contract, not counting the collaboration contract because right. that was already written at that point. So we just kind of had to finish up the contract and do a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I did try to sell a book, but it got roundly rejected, thank God. <laughs> And when I did get an offer on it, finally, I, you know, I had to turn it down because I finally had come to the realization that I just could not get back on the Ferris wheel. I really needed a break. Mm -hmm. So for the past few months, I've been working on ideas, but just what I want to write when I want to write it. You know, I quit my part-time jobs and decided that I was taking some time off. Um, I just spent a week on vacation, a real actual Mm. family vacation where I wasn't working at all. (laughs) And it was glorious. I mean, even last year when I went to Alaska visit the family that time, I mean, I brought work along with me and I was working when I was dealing with the kids and, you know, take yeah. time off, like, a couple hours away from the family, and, you know, I yeah. mean, this time, I didn't even think about work. I mean, yeah. it felt wild and indulgent, and I loved it, and I have to admit, you know, I have mm-hmm. worked, like, so little in the past couple of months, and I'm not even sorry about <laughs> it. <laughs> Just, I really have needed that break.
2: I was at the yeah. end of, of my yeah. rope there for a while, so. Yeah. Well, I went off uh, contract last year, too, and mm-hmm. and have been working on different proposals, but really mm-hmm. haven't was not in a hurry to get back on contract. I needed a break too.
3: Yeah. Because I had started a new
2: day job. It was it was a lot at once. I just was overwhelmed. So,
3: yeah. yeah, And you need yeah. to take that break, too. I mean, you Absolutely. start off, you know, finally, after all these years of, like, working so hard, you're getting published or, you know, mm-hmm. you're moving up, you're getting more opportunities, you're getting another contract, and you just feel like you have to keep feeding the pipeline and you have to keep up and you have to keep handed in. You know, everybody else, they say one book a year is great, so two year two books a year must be even better, you know. Yeah, and you just keep going and pushing yourself. And it just, yeah. it really does. And you know what? the the books you get them out when you get them out and they're going to be better if mm-hmm. you're better Yes, you know so I mean that's the big thing is that the books are good so okay. um, you know all that pressure that we mostly put on ourselves Right. you know I mean I think that uh, that's something that you, everybody kind of has to work through that because when you first start getting published you just think I can do it I can do it and you can mm-hmm. but then you end up being like me you know <laughs> dribbling wine
2: down your front <laughs> <laughs> on a weekly basis <laughs> on a weekly basis <laughs> <laughs> weekly daily <laughs> alright go ahead okay now that we have tried to get the family under control Mm -hmm. and feed the muse and cut to the chase literally it's Mm -hmm. time to talk about how to find that quiet time to write when your life is already full Mm -hmm. now when i started writing 10 11 years ago my kids Mm -hmm. were three and five Mm -hmm. i was working four days a week Four full days uh-huh. a week, had no uh-huh. one to clean my house and a husband who was gone most nights. Uh-huh. So my schedule was: I'd wake up at six a.m., get ready, wake the kids up, get them ready, drop kids at daycare, work from eight to five, get groceries and run errands during my lunch hour, pick up the kids at daycare at the end of the day, go home, make dinner, feed the, feed the family, bathe the kids, put the put them to bed at eight p.m., do the house stuff, and then sit at my computer at nine p.m. and command the muse until eleven. Holy crap! And then go to bed and start all over again the next day. <gasps> oh my god. I did this for the first four books I wrote.
3: Oh my god. Now see when you look at it now though uh,
2: I thought I, don't you
3: look at it and just think, Oh my god. I
2: was insane. You don't
3: realize it at the time. Like you don't. I was when I was writing my paragraph about all the stuff I've done in the last couple of years, I was like, Jesus you know? <laughs> No wonder I'm crazy. But at the so, time when you're doing it it feels yeah.
2: totally normal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I was also 10 years younger. Um I used to <laughs> <laughs> I used to tell people that I wrote my books 15 minutes at a time and honest mm-hmm. to god, that's true. Mm-hmm. I mean, whenever I could grab 15 minutes, I would, you know, I carried a tape recorder in my car. I had a notebook by my bed. I had sticky mm-hmm. notes at work. I would email myself from work to home. <laughs> um, you know, just paragraphs, snippets of dialogue, mm-hmm. names, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You know, all day long, I'd think about the scene that I needed to write that mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. And then I'd sit down at 9 p.m. and I would write it. I didn't have oh, a choice. There was no mm-hmm, other right. time for me to do mm-hmm. it. I was disciplined mm-hmm. and determined to make writing a priority in my mm-hmm. life. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, there was no TV at night, there were no other hobbies. I made mm-hmm. a choice and it, it worked for me. Mm-hmm. But it but it also was a balance for me because my day job was so intense. It's all mm-hmm. computers, it's all coding, right, and programming, right, and stuff right. like mm-hmm. that. So mm-hmm. for me, writing was the balance in right. my life. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, mm-hmm. my life was consumed with family and job. Right. You and know, I think
3: that's I th- how th- a lot of us come to it, Yeah, you know, at a certain point is that it, it, it is the balance for us and then yes. everything gets out of balance and you have to find a way to rebalance mm-hmm. it. So, right, um, You know, for me, I was already a stay-at-home mom, you know, doing part-time work from home when mm-hmm. I started writing. Uh, but working in the same place where you take care of kids and do everything for the household means you're always at work. Right, You know, I mean, when I'm working, I'm also having to you know do the dishes and pay bills and do whatever or run errands you know and then when i'm running errands i'm thinking about the book that i need to get back to and all (laughs) that kind of stuff or whatever writing i have to do um you know for me it was important to structure my time to make sure that the hours i spent writing were the best hours that i had for the writing for me that's really early in the morning Mm -hmm. those of you who were listening last november remember my whole 4 a.m thing yeah (laughs) that's the time i'm sorry it works for me i get up at 4 a.m and i just write and i love it and it's awesome Mm -hmm. and i'll do it again (laughs) whenever i decide i'm gonna work again, which I don't know when that's going to be, because I got a bottle of wine and no contract. Um, anyway, you okay. know, and then the family or whatever part-time work I was doing got me in the afternoon on through the rest of the day. And so the structure, I think when you are, um, you know, really packing your day in um, yes. helps a lot. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. I think you have to be structured. You have to be disciplined if you mm-hmm. want to organize your day. Right. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, and finally, we're going to discuss the day job. Mm-hmm. Yes, your day job can suck the creativity and energy out of you. Mm-hmm. Yes, you have to work to eat. Mm-hmm. Yes, to the stress. <laughs> the epic
3: man ain't coming. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yes, to
2: the stress of miserable bosses and co-workers and mm-hmm. dead-end days and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You know, so sitting down at night to write is probably going to be on the bottom of your what i want to do when i get home list <laughs> right. but again we're going to go back to balance all work mm-hmm. and no play makes you um odd <laughs> not in a good way
3: i'm totally not taking that personally <laughs> don't even worry about it say it as much as you want <laughs> i'm saying all work and no play you play you play i know yeah, you play. i'm just uh, teasing yeah. i know i'm odd but i'm yes. delightfully odd <laughs>
2: You're eccentric. There's a difference. <laughs> right. Not odd like weird. <laughs> <laughs> Not odd like way too many exc- exclamation points after Writing every yourself. single sentence. Everything yeah. in all caps. Yeah. Mm. Emoticons everywhere. Oh yeah. Smiley mm-hmm. faces all over. Oh yeah. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, based on ten years of experience of mm-hmm. fending off the odd, mm-hmm. I can share my hard, hard-earned tips. Okay. The first one is exercise. Ride the bike and do research. Walk at lunchtime. Take the stairs. Your body needs to be happy for your mind to be happy. And mm-hmm. I really think that's important that you have to, that you have to be healthy in right. order to mm-hmm. be able to, to keep your energy up. Mm-hmm. Um, which also means to eat right and get enough sleep. Very important. Mm-hmm. You need to make a little space for yourself to write um, where it has nothing to do with work where there's Mm -hmm. nothing from work in it. Mm -hmm. Make a happy place just for you, your little balance Mm -hmm. space, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, Give your brain 15 minutes to switch over to the right side. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, meditate. Just sit in your chair and close your eyes and relax. Pour a glass of wine. Do Mm -hmm. some stretches. Listen to your favorite music. Whatever it takes Mm -hmm. for you to shut down the day job and start up Mm -hmm. your muse. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, make your writing the fun part of your day, something that you look forward to doing for yourself. Right. You know, mm-hmm. keep it exciting. Keep mm-hmm. it special, you mm-hmm. know, right. and, and, mm-hmm. and away from everything else. Mm-hmm. And finally, kiss off uh, or uh, piss off the kiss people. Off. Uh, or ki- oh my God, I cannot say this right. Kill off <laughs> the people who piss you off during the day in your books. Ah, I cannot ah, tell ah, you. Ah, 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 ah. Piss them off! Piss on them! Piss the people! Whatever network, you gotta but, do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 kill them off in your books. Let me tell kill you, kill them off. In there your were books. days when I would come mm-hmm. home and say, "Somebody's gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> and that's the difference
3: between you and me. Like, real people get in your books and you kill them, and real people get in my books and I mock them mercilessly. I just add them and that kill them,
2: you know, stuff like that. So, oh well.
3: I just mock them. That's the difference yeah. between you and me. You oh, kill no, them and I, I make fun off, of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then you bug me about why there aren't more dead people in my books. <laughs> Obviously, I'm not dealing appropriately with my hostility. <laughs> Anyway, that's great advice. The only thing I have to add is to make sure that you get out with your best girlfriend, have lunch with wine at least once a month. It's an absolute necessity.
2: Absolutely. (laughs) All right. Well, hopefully we've shared some good tips for how to balance your writing and non-writing lives. So uh, good luck to each and every one of you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that wraps up another interesting and odd (laughs) C-block. We've earned a refill, so you just hang out. In a good way. (laughs) Yes, in a good way. We'll be right back. (laughs) 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 Uh,
3: Emmy James is not the kind of girl who attracts angels. In fact, since she sent her life into a nosedive six years ago, she's tried to attract as little as possible. Attention, people, or responsibility. She lives alone in an Airstream trailer, going from job to job wherever the wind takes her. And that works just fine. Until one day, two unexpected visitors show up at the New Jersey trailer park she currently calls home. One is a childhood friend with news. EJ's mother and his father are getting married, and they want EJ at the ceremony. The other is a sweet but odd woman named Jess, who says she's an angel specializing in cosmic relationship mending and blueberry pancakes. A Little Race Sunshine by Lonnie Diane Rich is a story about lost love, found angels, and the power of blueberry pancakes to fix almost anything, including the mother-daughter relationship that no one thought could ever be mended. A Little Ray of Sunshine is available now wherever books are sold.
2: Get your copy today. Thanks for coming back. I'm Samantha Graves. And I'm Lonnie Diane Rich. And this is We'll Write for Wine. Yeah,
3: You know, it's so funny because every very time dramatic. you say We'll Write for Wine, I have to uh-huh. say, like, I feel actually compelled to woo. say, yay! Yeah, after I know. Woo. I know. It's like, awesome. Drink. It's a little party. It's a little party thing. <laughs> will Write for Wine. Yay. yay! It's like the Muppet Show. Yay! Okay, I'm sorry. Guys. I know.
2: Well, and you know, <laughs> yes? everybody's talking on the forums about getting t-shirts that have our sayings on them.
3: I know, which is so cool. I love a that. Very, very cool I idea. Know. We're so going to have to make them up and put them on
2: cash. Press. We gotta I have one that says
3: "Awesome Drink"
0: oh, because absolutely. that's like the
3: catchphrase of the whole damn show. Absolutely, <laughs> and pretty much <laughs> kind of <laughs> like if you wanna know what we'll "Right for Wine" is about, just <laughs> "Awesome Drink."
2: That's that's drink. basically it, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we have some other good. It's like they fight crime. I love oh, that. They fight one. crime. I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was so funny. <laughs> yeah, and Lonnie's pretty pink brains all, all over, the, over wall. the wall right yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> which i've said actually quite a lot <laughs> oh man all right well now it's time to give away free stuff and we're all about the free stuff mm-hmm. so just head on down to wellwrightforwine.com and give us some feedback mm-hmm. we're looking for questions wine suggestions or just journal commentary on the show all right and each month we pick one lucky
3: winner from everyone who contacts us in any way we are so easy <laughs> and then we that give is. them prizes I mean, what's yeah. cooler than that? So know. who knows? Next one could be you.
2: Mm-hmm. For July, we have a signed copy of Out of Time by Samantha Graves. Yay! Yay. fabulous, fabulous book. Thank you, thank mm-hmm. you. Yay. And an official Will Right for Wine refrigerator magnet, mm-hmm. which we'll give away on our first August show. Mm-hmm. I know we said we do it on the last, but we decided to do it on the first, and then we're gonna give away a special, yes, special, special package. package on our last show although we don't know what it is but stuff. it will be special <laughs> everything yes. we haven't given away yet <laughs> right
3: <laughs> basically yeah. like, i got all this will Ride for wine stuff here <laughs> burning a hole in my pocket all right
2: <laughs> <laughs> to enter we make it easy mm-hmm. which is pretty much the theme of this show <laughs> right. just talk to us email us at feedback at will write for wine or comment mm-hmm. on our website go to the forums you know what well, Lonnie said we're easy right. <laughs> so send in your comments now right and up next we have the uh, dun, 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 <laughs> dun 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 dun
3: <laughs> how could we have done this almost 60 times and still be that bad at it like that's what throws me off every week is that you would think <laughs> anyway alright <laughs> weekly weigh in <laughs> yeah so long you had to do this week oh, I did great I did nothing and I liked it oh but you know what I did do Oh, I'm so what? excited about this. Well, you know, I got that sewing what? machine, right? Jenny and Chrissy got me a sewing machine when we were in Ohio, and yes. which was like the coolest thing ever, because I would never have mm-hmm. bought one for myself. And then Chrissy found a really good one that was used and, you know, on sale somewhere, and she got it. Mm-hmm. And I'm so excited. And so anyway, I have been sewing. I got back, and I went out, and I got all this fabric, and I didn't know what to do. I was completely overwhelmed <sighs> in Joanne Fabrics, because, oh my oh, God, yeah. that's a lot of fabric. Oh, and, um, yeah. And I came home. I made curtains. And then I did, mm-hmm. like, I found this, like, peasant skirt, um, oh, you know, pattern cute. on the internet. And I got that, and I made it. I made a whole skirt all by myself. No, I made my own clothes. <laughs> I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm like such a homemaker now, and um, and I'm working on uh, stuff for the girls. And I I, I sewed like um, for light. I'm making a dress, and it's like a sleeveless dress. But I sewed like uh-huh. the arm holes and the you know the oh. hemming on the which is yes, hard. Yes, that's you know? hard.
2: Well, it, it's actually hard just to read
3: the directions. Oh right. Well, You're I, I like, don't read what? the directions. What? I don't really follow. What? The, no, I oh I'm making God. it up as I go along because what I'm doing is <laughs> <laughs> I mean I got the like um, I got the you know you, you, you pin it to the pattern and you cut out cut it out yeah. around the lens, and I got that right and mm-hmm. I you know lined up all the notches and I did all that stuff but like I didn't like the bottom part of the dress so I'm taking the bottom oh. part of the dress off and I'm redesigning it and I'm putting like the, the same okay. the same little yeah. layers that I had in the in the tear skirt the peasant oh. skirt that I made for me so that every time they twirl oh, it how gets cute. All I'm I'm Unbelievably excited about
2: that. She can wear it the first day of school. I know. (laughs) When you send them back. Her little.
3: Bye! Mommy's homemade clothes. (laughs) I'd be like, Your mother didn't make that for you, did she? because it looks really homemade. Yeah, but, but
2: they're really cute they on, so on kids. They are so cute. They are yeah. really cute. I like
3: well, my skirt. Excellent. Too. I'll wear it the next time we go out.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Where when we do our last podcast, you have I to wear will. like your
3: yes. My yes. lucky my lucky homemade skirt. Yes, and
2: I'll make my lucky. I'll, I'll wear my <laughs> You'll lucky be like I'll be drinking socks. my
3: lucky wine. That's
2: what
3: I'll do. <laughs> it's my lucky wine. Which, I got three bottles.
2: Uh-huh. You know, we have to we have to add mm-hmm. when we were talking about, you know, how to get back get your muse back um you know right, the whole right, right. creativity mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. you know it also helps to be creative in other ways like doing collages right. or knitting or sewing or yeah, you know crocheting, other things too, any, so. th- any of those yeah. things
3: anything that's yeah. like creative in any way it really does mm-hmm. help and it gets you kind of in the in the zone somehow so yeah well, that's very yeah. cool well, how'd you do this week
2: well i did some promotional stuff for out of time oh, which yay. is uh, is coming out in two weeks oh I my god what's the date it. August 1st.
3: Everybody go out August 1st. Yes. Write it August down. You vote 1st. for us at Podcast Alley cuz it's the last <laughs> month to do it. And then I know. you run out and buy Sam's Book cuz it is amazing. <laughs> it is thank you. one of my f- I'm actually going to read it again just for me. Just because uh, you know, I
2: want to read it. <laughs> it's it, it's actually one mm-hmm. of one of my two favorite books oh. that I've ever written, and you know oh, sometimes so you just and you get cry. those books that yeah. I know that oh. that really mm-hmm. that really speak to you that you yeah. feel like like you put your heart and soul into, and and I loved this. It's book. It's just so, so good. It's so good. It's like the thing that I love
3: about your books is that they're so Indiana Jones like, like there's all this adventure, and then there's a romance. Mm-hmm. And I just I love it.
2: I love it. Yeah. I can't wait. I'm thank so excited. You. Thank you. Yay. And And everybody be sure to visit my website and Mm -hmm. sign up for the contest Uh for the gorgeous diamond and white gold necklace, which is absolutely beautiful. And if I could keep it, I would. I know, but you're giving it away. (laughs) I'm giving it away, so sign up. I know. There's nothing but opportunities to win with us. I know. We're giving
3: it away. How do we do it? Volume. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You're right.
2: Oh Stupidity! you right. right.
3: <laughs> 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 all right. Well, anyway, right. now. And, um, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh, I'm stepping oh, all over I,
2: you. I also did my newsletter and some oh, blogging. So blah blah blah, blah, blah.
3: No, no, know, no, no that's good. good. I just stepped okay. on you because I'm not paying all attention. No, okay. <laughs> like our second time doing the D block because my <laughs> no, computer won't work, and now I'm just like skipping ahead. Like, <laughs> did we say last time? Did we already say that? Did I say that? I'll have to say it again, because I have a feeling it's going to crash on me again. God, I hope not. Okay, anyway. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no Don't jinx this. Uh. All right, so anyway, now it's time for our weekly challenge. Every week mm-hmm. at the end of the D block, we will either do a killer word or the wine card challenge, thus highlighting our vast ignorance and hopefully making you all feel better about yourselves. <laughs> so uh, this week, it's killer word. Go ahead, Sam, hit me.
2: All right. My word mm-hmm. is furblow. <laughs> Oh, you know, you know. And just... I picked this word just so you know. I picked this word. Uh huh. Before, okay. This we podcast. have padawiffs listening. How am I supposed to
3: <laughs> define this word with padaw? Okay, padawiffs. <laughs> Um, go turn on some music really, really loud and wait a minute. So anyway, yeah. okay. The, the
2: spelling
0: Fur-Blo. would
2: be... I, honest F- to God, I picked it before this podcast. We are
0: totally going to have to the re- got all dirty. Retitle. All right. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: so it was balance, and now
3: it's going to be whips and chains. Okay. So anyway, Furbelow. Um, F-U-R-B-E-L-O-W? Yes. Okay. Yay. Well, excellent. And mm-hmm. um, it means... Uh, <laughs> careful <laughs> <laughs> when a werewolf um you know what <laughs> i think that's all anybody needs i don't think they need me to say the rest of what i'm thinking because pretty much furbelow when a werewolf i think will just everybody you can fill it in yourselves and pad whiffs just you can come back it's fine all right yeah. so um so what does it actually
1: mean
2: <laughs> a fur below
1: mm. means
2: a showy but useless trim or ornamentation wow <laughs> didn't see that coming did you <laughs> no that's pretty good i like it <laughs> oh okay well
3: pretty cool all right so you ready mm-hmm. are you ready for mine
2: yes i'm ready all
3: right Galeanthropy.
2: <laughs> okay.
3: yep see, how it. can we
2: make this dirty um, no you really can't
3: you really can't yeah. no you really can't <laughs> all right
2: um hmm Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. G-A-L-I-A-N-T-H-R-O-P-Y No, there's an N at the end. Oh, crap. Anyway. Kelly, I think you you got most of it. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Um, It means the study of, or or the giving money to (laughs) Gaelics. (laughs) Gaelics.
3: Because you know those Gaelics always with the handout, right? Yes. Uh, yes, I'm sorry, yes. Apologies yes. to Gaelics. I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't even know if Gaelic Brad. is like a person. <laughs> is Gaelic a person or is that a language? Like, do we? I, I, I don't know if again, it's Again, like highlighting a group our best ignorance and hopefully no making idea. y'all feel better about yourselves. Okay. So, uh, anyway, yeah. hey, Gaelianthropy <laughs> is G A L E A N T H R O P Y. Gaelianthropy. Oh and I was close. it is you were very very close you should drink mm-hmm. okay i will um, <laughs> it is and I, I swear this is true the delusion that one has become a cat which cuz okay now ah. here's here's my thing about this all right uh-huh is that in order for there to be a word about something uh-huh. it must have actually like you know <laughs> happened and if it only happened to, like, one person, then I think probably it wouldn't make it into the Webster. So, what I'm wondering is, like, A, you know, I- I've lived 37 years. I've never heard of anyone having an actual delusion that they are oh. a cat. Like, I- I've never heard of that. And, um, you know, how many people mm-hmm. could this possibly have happened
2: to that you it know, actually <laughs> became a word? This like a word know. for it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> I think this falls into the category of odd. Right. Um. <laughs>
3: That special category of odd. This is what happens to the people who do not balance their life with their writing. Yes. They become gelianthropists.
2: Say <laughs> that fast five times.
3: Galeanthropist. A Which person is, is who has is the another,
2: hits. you know, favorite of ours tonight. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. Alright. It's all good. Well, there you go. Another humiliating D block for your intrepid host. <laughs> We're gonna go drink our <laughs> sorrows away. Be right back. pad whiffs. come on back. It's okay. Now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, the show's almost over, and I'm sure you're really sad about that. But now you don't have to wait another week to hear from Sam and Lonnie, because we've got websites open 24-7 and ready when you are, morning, noon, or night. For Lonnie, be sure to stop by the newly redesigned LonnieDianerich.com, where Lonnie's latest books and news will be regularly updated. Right, Lonnie? Also, don't forget to drop by dogsandgoddesses.com, where Lonnie is collaborating live on the web with New York Times bestsellers Jennifer Kruse and Ann Stewart. It's like a reality show with writers, which is really much more interesting than it sounds. So check it out. For more information on Sam, click your way on over to samanthagraves.com for her latest news and giveaways. I think she's better about updating. Yeah, that's right. There are also links to her blog. Her MySpace page and the website for her alter ego, CJ Berry, author of award winning futuristic romances. And don't forget to stop by at willwriteforwine.com for links to our joint MySpace page, a cafe press store, and all the cool things we talk about during the show. By the time you're done with all that, we'll be back in a new podcast next week. Everybody plays and everybody wins. So easy for you to
2: Well, it's time for the last call. <laughs> Here are <laughs> Lower right for wine. <laughs> We're having too much fun. I know. Between the blocks, we are funny. We are funny. We're I more know. funny than we are actually in the blocks. I know. Which um, is very, very sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we hope you had as much fun as we did because we had a lot of we fun. We have so. <laughs> so much fun.
3: <laughs> Apologies to <Gilly> <laughs> <laughs> As You know, there's somebody out there in the audience going, <laughs> oh don't forget to send Uh, in your wine suggestions
2: (laughs) (laughs) i'm sorry it's just striking me as funny (laughs) it's very funny and a little odd Um, and a little odd right yes Mm -hmm. or questions Mm -hmm, right oh Mm -hmm. oh
3: oh, me too back to me Mm -hmm. so fast or just general commentary on the show (laughs)
2: Oh boy! We
3: love to hear from you. The whiffers are the best thing that ever came out of this crazy idea. Ain't that the absolutely. truth? Absolutely. <laughs>
2: yes, absolutely.
3: That and the knowledge that people actually think they're cats. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you just never know what you're going to learn on Will Wright. <laughs> <laughs> it is kind of scary, actually. It is a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. The email address is feedback at willwrightforwine. And, and the forums are at slash forum. Right. And now we've got our final words of wisdom to carry you through until our next show. So, Sam, what do you have? Uh, mine is finding balance is doing something that makes you smile. Aww, that's nice. I think nice. that's very simple.
3: That's yeah. nice. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I'm going nice. to actually steal mine from Sam. Oh. <laughs> <else. laughs> hey. So <laughs> really Oh, really, you didn't know we could do that? No. <laughs> we made up the rules. <laughs> What's gonna happen? Our show. <laughs> All right, we anyway. We can do whatever we want. Whatever that we want. Uh-huh. Um my I'm stealing it from Stephen King's On Writing, which is the best mm. book on writing I have ever read, so go out and get yourself a copy. Anyway, Stephen says Life isn't a support system for art, it's the
2: other way around. And ah. I thought that was appropriate for tonight's show. Very good, mm-hmm. very good. All right, and uh, next week we'll have a show, but we have no idea what it will be yet. We're taking suggestions. Yes, we will surprise on the ourselves forums. and you. Oh yeah, on yep. the forums. So yep. put them out there. We'll try to we'll try to fit them in. Right. So until next time, this is Lonnie. And this is Sam saying if you can't write for money, <laughs> then write for wine. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>
1: will Write for Wine is brought to you each week by Lonnie Diane Rich and Samantha Graves. Be sure to hit the website at willwriteforwine.com where you can find great links to everything in the show, news about what the girls are up to, and links to great cafe press merchandise like t-shirts, hats, and mugs. I like the apron myself. Also, don't forget to friend them on MySpace at myspace.com slash wine. Music provided by the good folks at the Podsafe Music Network, music.com podshow.com And if you enjoyed the podcast, please tell your friends. And go vote for Lonnie and Sam at Podcast Alley. Or write a glowing review at iTunes. Remember, there's good karma out there. Vote for them at Podcast Alley. Come back next time as Johnny Depp's soulmate. Or perhaps Colin Firth. Mmm, ring any bells? Or, you know, the, the soulmate whoever does it for you. You get the point. Anyway, thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time right here on will Write for Wine. I go down on my caffeine consumption,
0: so when I get up, I just have one cup of coffee, and you know, i like to have another cup of coffee with my breakfast, and on the way to work,